Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc., a third party books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bichard. Today I read the case Swamp vs. Kennedy, 950F2D383, Court of Appeals, 7th Circuit, 1991. Friends, today we're going to talk about a third party of which we never talked about before. We're going to talk about the Labor Farm Party, Paritido Laborista Agrario. Pardon my Spanish. This party is not to be confused with the Democratic Farmer Labor Party of Minnesota. This party here, according to the case, is in Wisconsin next door to Minnesota. So don't confuse those two. This is a third party, not the Democratic Party. So what do you think about party names that are similar to the two parties? Although the Democratic Farm Labor Party isn't the name of the Democratic Party in most states, it is in one state, so there would be some confusion here. So do you think that's an okay idea? Do you like the idea? Do you think it's... All right, to have that name if it's legitimate. Even my father, while we were driving, joked about how the Democratic Farmer Labor Party doesn't isn't run by farmers and laborers; it's run by other people. So perhaps this party is actually run by laborers and farmers. So therefore, they are worthy of the title. If so. Yes, use that title, friends. Use that title, regardless of what the Democratic Farmer Labor Party wants to do. So this party, the Labor Farm Party, of which I never heard of before, wants to engage in fusion voting. We've discussed that before. We had a case of the new party we discussed. I believe the case was New Party versus McKenna. The new party advocated fusion voting. I follow the Working Families Party on social media, and they also advocate fusion voting. So let's read what happened in this case. It says, quote, George Schwamp, John Hendrick, and the political party of which they are members, the Labor Farm Party, slash Paritio Laborista Agrario, collectively the Labor Farm Party, Challenge the constitutionality of the Wisconsin statutory ban of multiple party nominations, which prohibits a candidate from being nominated by more than one party for the same office in the same election. Members of the Labor Farm Party sought to place the name of Douglas LaFollette on the party's primary ballot for the Secretary of State. However, nomination papers have previously been filed to place his name on the primary ballot of the Democratic Party. The Labor Farm Party argues that the ban unconstitutionally infringes on its rights of free speech and association guaranteed by the 1st and 14th Amendments of the United States Constitution. The District Court denied the party's motion for injunctive relief and the motion for summary judgment and dismissed the action. End quote. Douglas LaFollette. I imagine he's related to the Robert LaFollette, the famous senator, the progressive senator, in Wisconsin during the 1800s. 
I lived in Wisconsin for a number of years at the University of Stevens Point, and they had everything named after Lafayette. So I imagine he's a distant relative in some shape, some way, shape, or form of Robert Lafayette. Once again, our friends at the third parties are invoking the First and Fourteenth Amendments. In these cases, we see new things all the time, and we also see reoccurring themes. The First and Fourteenth Amendments being invoked is a reoccurring theme. We love that. We love the First Amendment at Free Press Media Press Inc. And the Fourteenth Amendment is great too. Our friends here at the Labor Farm Party had a couple of reasons they believed they should be allowed to engage in fusion voting. They said the one being their right to associate politically as they please. Hence, part of that First Amendment. The judges here say, quote, the Labor Farm, the Labor Farm Party has no right to associate with a candidate who has chosen to associate with another party, end quote. Do you think that is the case? Do you think they should have that right? Personally, I wouldn't want to associate with most of the Republicans or Democrats. There are a few people in there that have good tendencies, so I wouldn't rule it out in all cases. I don't know uh, I don't know this Douglas Lafayette individual if he's like his distant relative Robert Lafayette he could very well be a great guy so that could be a good association The record here also states our friends at the Labor Farm Party believe this law against fusion voting is anti-competition. The Labor Farm Party argues they have to have coalitions which are in the form of fusion voting to get traction. Unfortunately, the judges here don't like that. They don't Go for it. They use terms like leech and raid. I personally wouldn't form a political party that would engage in fusion voting, but I'm open to that as a tactic. It's certainly something I believe should be allowed. So the Labor Farm Party probably should have the right to do that. The court says, quote, the ban also does not burden a minority's party's effort to publicize its views or widen the space of support. It merely restricts a party from nominating another party's candidate. A party can support a candidate previously nominated by another party if that candidate best represents its views or the party is free to choose any other candidate to express its views, end quote. So what do you think about that, friends? Do you like that reasoning? To support this Labor Farm Party and what they're trying to do. They argue 
here the judges, that it causes voter confusion. The term voter confusion is one of those things that pops up again and again in these trials as an argument against putting third parties on the ballots, or at least the reason to give them restrictions. So friends, do you agree with that? Here they make an odd argument, one I haven't heard about before. When I say they, I'm, I'm talking about the court. It says, quote, For example, if multiple party nominations were permitted, the National Socialist Party could nominate a candidate who has been nominated by a major party and is adverse to the National Socialist Party's interest in order to encourage voters opposing the National Socialist Party to defeat the candidate. End quote. The way they see it is you could force someone by by fusion voting, you could force an affiliation onto someone and in some extreme cases that would be a harsh disaster. Perhaps we could say this is what philosophers, logic people call reductio ad absurdum. This argument may not, or we could call it a straw man argument because it's not what's usually going to happen. I don't believe the Nazi parties in this country get on the ballot usually, and when they do, they don't usually seem to engage in fusion voting. So that's probably not going to happen. Ultimately, they state the following, quote, Wisconsin's ban on multiple party nominations does not burden the associational rights of political parties and is justified by compelling state interests. The district court properly denied labor farm parties motion for injunctive relief and motion for summary judgment and dismissed the action, end quote. So that, unfortunately, for our friends, is a defeat. There was a bright light in this case. One of the judges dissented. This judge noted that fusion voting happens in other states. He also noted to, co to counter that argument that you could have one party, a fusion voting party, force an affiliation was you could just require the candidate in question to accept it. If I'm not mistaken, in that case involving the new party, they did submit papers to the candidate they wanted to endorse. That was also being endorsed by one of the major parties. So sure, why not? That's a reasonable suggestion. We can adopt that. So friends, let us think about this and let us think how this can inspire us. What do you think about the name Labor Farm Party? What do you think about fusion voting? I'd love to hear your thoughts and let us inspire third parties and ourselves to advance good things.
long live third parties. Goodbye.